So today we're going to be looking at the story of blind Bartimaeus. Very short story. Right, so I'll just read to you Matthew chapter 7. Um, and where are we at? Hold a minute. No, it's not Matthew at all. It's Mark. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of, Ma- of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak to one side, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Now, It's a very short story, but it's packed with vivid detail. It's easy to imagine the scene. A busy, bustling town, lots of people milling around, shopping going on, the marketplace busy, dusty, sweaty people in cloth, all the same beige colour, probably. You know, like it's depicted in uh, the the stories that we see on the... um, What's that? Uh, Chosen, that's it. The Chosen. So a very busy scene. Now, during the period of history, the Jewish people were of the opinion that anyone who had a disability was actually, um, had done something really bad. Either their parents had committed some sort of sin, or they themselves had. So, it was a bit of a, a rough life for somebody who had a disability. Now, we don't know if Bartimaeus had been blind all his life, whether he'd had an accident, whether he had uh, an illness or whether he had cataracts. Probably he did have cataracts. A lot of people in those days would have had, and they would have had no access to medical help. Um, But Bartimaeus would have had a cloak, a type of uniform that everybody who was a beggar in those days would have been given. It would have proved that he was a a legitimate beggar, that he was allowed to sit and beg for money from other people. And um, it would have been... A symbol of shame, not exactly a badge of honour for him to wear that. Um, Every day he would have had to put that on. Can you imagine how that would have felt? He would have um, been saying to the world, look at me, I've got nothing to offer. All I am is a beggar. I've got no purpose. I'm just a beggar. Life would have been really hard for him had he been blind from birth or not. We can only guess how difficult his life would have been. There's no mention in the Bible of him having family or friends. He must have been suffering mentally and emotionally too. Nobody loved him. Nobody cared. Nobody gave him a time of day. He's totally alone in life with this hardship of blindness. I was thinking about a modern day equivalent. And I thought perhaps somebody who has been released from prison and has a tag on their leg would have been the sort of person that if we got a glimpse of that tag, we might think, aha, uh-huh, that person's a criminal. And we'd judge them. You just, you just would, wouldn't you? You'd just think, oh, that's a criminal. Mm, wonder what he did. But um, Bartimaeus, 
He would have been sitting there and hearing all the noise and all the commotion of Jesus striding into town. This story takes, is taken um, around about the end of Jesus' ministry. So he would already have um, quite a, a momentum, quite a following. Um, his miracles and teaching um, would have um, followed him and people were talking about him. So he had a reputation that was growing. So Bartimaeus probably heard on the grapevine about Jesus. Crowds were following him in large numbers because of his miracles and his teaching and the word was spreading far and wide. The passage tells us that Bartimaeus, aware that Jesus was there, started to shout above the noise of the crowd, have mercy on me, Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me, son of David. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, have mercy on me. And people started to say, shut up, quieten down. He doesn't want to know about you. Who are you? You're just a beggar. Shut up. But Jesus heard him above the noise of the crowd. And um, he had compassion on him. Now, Jesus had a reputation of being a compassionate um, person. We, often, we read of stories in the Bible like the lady who um, had been bleeding for many years who went and touched the hem of his garment and the power went out of him. And he stood still and he noticed Jesus was in the habit of being compassionate. But no one in the crowd really wanted to help this man. So Jesus, he stops, he looks at the man, and he says, bring him to me. He gives him his full attention. Bartimaeus probably had never had anyone's full attention. Nobody cared about him. So in that moment, he must have thought, wow, this guy cares about me. So he was brought to Jesus. The people went, hey, come on, he wants to see you. He's heard your cries. It's your lucky day. So they led him to Jesus. And he stands in front of Jesus. And Jesus didn't judge him. He looked at him. And he asked him a rather odd question. He said, what do you want me to do for you? Well, blow me down with a feather. Wasn't it pretty obvious? He wasn't going to go up to Jesus and say, give me a massage, was he? There he is, a blind man. And he probably thought, you know, it's pretty obvious what I want you to do for me. But Jesus asked him that question. You know, Jesus knows all about us, but he wants us to ask him a question. How wonderful is it um, as parents when on Christmas morning we see the delight in our children's faces when we've been able to give them something that they asked for? They may be nagged for it, but we gave it them. And Jesus likes to do that for us too. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, which I'd like to read to you now, um, it tells us, um, let me find it, um, Matthew. Yes, it's already there. It says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? That's really encouraging, isn't it? That we can go to God and ask him for the things that we want. He doesn't always give us what we want or even what we need, but he gives us an answer one way or the other, and he wants us to wait 
and to petition him. That's what it says in the Bible, petition, not nag, but petition, ask, ask, ask. So Bart said, Bartimaeus, sorry, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, your faith has healed you. His sight was restored and he leaves his cloak behind and he goes on his way rejoicing with Jesus. Now, I don't know if, this, if the next part of my talk is going to apply to many of you, but I'm sure there's someone here that God has wanted here today to hear this. And I just want to say, if Jesus were to ask you the same question, what would your answer be? Is your biggest need right now something that you are looking for in all the wrong places? Perhaps you're looking for a sense of worth or satisfaction from your career or your family, your possessions, your friends, or even your bank account. Thinking about this issue of self-worth, we're all bogged down with social media these days, aren't we? Does it really matter how many likes we get on Facebook? Don't let that validate you. Let Jesus validate you. So what cloak are you wearing? What defines you? What is the one thing you just cannot get enough of? What do you need Jesus to do for you? Bartimaeus, he had an obvious need. But you know, he also had a need that he hadn't recognized in himself. He was not only physically blind, but he was spiritually blind too. It wasn't until he met Jesus that his biggest need was met. Jesus went about doing miracles in order to prove a point. In this story, he's trying to point out that, yes, he cares for our physical needs, but he also cares for our spiritual needs. And he wants us to see things through spiritual eyes too. Jesus gave this man the gift of sight, but physical healing just wasn't enough. Bartimaeus believed in him and he followed him. He left his old life behind him. You know, one day our physical bodies are going to die. Our faculties are no longer going to be needed. So our spiritual life, our spiritual health is of far more greater importance than our physical health. So my question today is, where are you going to spend eternity? When we see things through spiritual eyes, we understand how God works in our lives and in the world. Seeing through spiritual eyes helps us to trust God in all our circumstances. We can hand our troubles over to him knowing that he cares for us, that our life is in his hands and he knows what's best for us. How do we get into this special place with Jesus? into a relationship with him. It's quite simple, really. In fact, it's so simple that that's why the world looks for ways to earn it. But it's actually all about believing. We have to accept and recognize that actually we are all sinners, that we've let God down, that we can never be good enough. We need him to remove our spiritual blindness. At Christmas, we remember that Jesus came to earth as a baby. He grew up to be the Son of God and went about doing miracles, teaching people about who he was. And at Easter, we remember that he was crucified, 
His life was sacrificed for us to forgive us our sins. He died in our place so as we can have a personal relationship with him. But it's the fact that he came back to life, that he rose again, that gives us this possibility of having a relationship with him. It's not just that he died. If he died and he was still dead in the tomb, we wouldn't have a faith. We wouldn't have a relationship. It's because he came back to life. So has your spiritual blindness been healed? Or are you still groping around in the dark, not knowing Jesus and not experiencing the new life that he wants to give you? If any of this is new to you, if perhaps you've not heard this quite like this before, um, I want to encourage you to speak to somebody, maybe a, me or another group leader. Um, and I've put a few booklets out on the tables. Um, why am I here? Good question, eh? And why Jesus? And you would be welcome to take a book and um, hopefully that will point you to um, maybe more questions and we can point you in the right direction. So in conclusion, I've got two questions for you to think about. What does Jesus want to do for you? And what will you let Jesus do for you? Now, I found a song late last night. My sister, she sent me um, a name of a woman uh, called Charity Gale. And she says, oh, you must listen to this singer. And I've never heard of her before. And I was about to scrunch the paper up and put it in the bin. And then I suddenly thought, I'll ask Alexa to, to play one of her songs. And the song that came up was, um, thank you, Jesus, for the blood. And I just thought um, it would be quite appropriate. So let's listen to this. Um, before I give you some questions for discussion, okay? Caroline? I was rich, I remember who I was. I was lost, I was blind, I was running out of time. Sin separated, the breach was far too wide. But from the far side of the chasm, you held me in your side. So you made a way across the great divide left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside and there at the cross you paid the debt i owe broke my chains freed my soul for the first time i had hope
took my place, laid inside my tomb of sin. You were buried for three days, but then you walked right out again. And now death has no sting, and life has no end. For I have been transformed by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus, for the Amazing, fabulous. So, in our groups, we're just going to today just share about how you became a Christian. If you feel that you can, not you don't have to, and what happened that helped you to see with spiritual eyes? How can you share your story with those who are still spiritually blind? So, just get into your groups and just have a good old chat, okay? Um, let's just pray. Father God, we just thank you that it is your blood that has made the difference to so many of us that we have accepted you to be our Lord and Savior. We thank you for the power that there is in the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for this time together. We thank you for the new life that you breathe into each one of us and the power that you have 
We thank you, Father, that we all have a story to tell when you touch our lives and take away the scales that you give us spiritual vision. And we pray, Father, that you would be with us now in our time together and that you would speak to each one of us. Thank you, Father, for who you are and what you've done for us. Amen.